What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. We're continuing on in the book of First John. Yesterday, the first day, we were talking about the intro to the book as a whole, and we talked about those first four verses, which most people tend I, I skip. We just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an introduction. It's kind of a run-on sentence, especially in the Greek. It's hard to keep up with. Let's just get to the meat. <laughs> well, we talked about that yesterday, why it's important, why we don't need to skip over that. There was a lot of details in that. So we are going to continue on today with the part two of the intro slash getting into the body. This is a, a letter to the church from John to the, a series of churches in Asia Minor. And uh, it's also kind of a sermon. So And it doesn't fit our common sensibilities of what a letter should be. John goes in and out of multiple things, takes up topics, puts them down again, picks them up later. It's not linear. So we're going to see that today. Lots of topics that are going to continue to come up, and that's okay. We need the repetition. So let's just dig in. First John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. And we have some extra time today, so let's read it again. If I was reading my quiet times, sometimes I, th I read things multiple times, so let's practice that. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So first of all, I mean, obviously, this is ethical in nature. He's talking about what we're doing. And so uh, we last two days ago on Sunday when we had the sermon on this, uh, it was talking about obedience. And this was in part of the text that we had in that sermon. But really in verse five, you see like, okay, we got to obey, right? But what's the standard for that? Doesn't matter what year it is. Doesn't matter who, what the audience of this letter was. It's still the same. Verse five, God is light and in him, there's no darkness at all. So God is the standard. He's the standard by which we determine what we do or do not do. Say, do not say, think, do not think, believe, whatever. So God is the standard. And to his original audience, right, the original hearers of this letter is Gnostics. We talked about that yesterday, this, this movement of Gnosticism, this false teaching that was influencing and creeping its way into the church. And so to them, to the original audience, here's their application. What we do matters, right? What we do matters. Now, y'all listening to this here in 2023, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know that. 
It's not a problem for me. Well, it was for them. What we do matters. They're starting to have these false teachings uh, creep in that says, well, all matters evil. Your body's evil, but you can come to saving knowledge through some uh, secret knowledge, spiritual intellectualism kind of a thing. And so what you do doesn't really matter so long as that's taken care of, like, you know, eat, sleep and drink, be merry, etc. So John is writing and he's saying what we do matters. Like it matters. You see that so often. Do this and, you know, practice and, and et cetera. And so that's to them. But I think the application to us, I wrote it this way. Confessional beliefs don't always match our practical beliefs. So to them, he's saying, hey, what you do matters. But for us, I think there's, we can see this. Our confessional beliefs don't always match our practical beliefs. And what I mean by that is you, we say we believe something. It's not like we're hypocrites or liars or something. We just don't live up to it, right? So your behavior is betraying what it is that you deep down actually believe because you never just act arbitrarily. You're always acting out of some belief. And so our confessional beliefs, what we say we want to believe, right? we confess this to be true, doesn't always match what we do practically, how we actually live it out. There's always going to be a discrepancy there. And so you see this multiple times in this dichotomy, this dual thing that he's putting in the text. Over and over, if we say we have fellowship, well, we walk, you know, say and walk, uh, we lie. You know, we do not practice. There's the walking it out. Verse 7, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship. Verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Verse 9, if we confess, verse 10, we say we have not sinned. We're a liar and his word is not it. So there's a discrepancy between what we say and what we do. So confessional beliefs don't always match our practical beliefs, which... If you're listening to this, you're like, great, how does that help me? Because I know I struggle with that. I say I do this and then I do something else. Like, I'm so frustrated. Even as a Christian, Paul talks about that in Romans. And so the first thing is just knowing that our confessional beliefs don't always match our practical ones. The second thing we see in this text, salvation, it's not always a salvation issue, but sometimes it's a fellowship issue, is not automatic. Salvation and fellowship is not automatic, right? Verse 9 is is pivotal here. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Salvation is first, you come into that relationship through saving faith. All it takes is the faith and what he did on the cross is complete, already done, right? That's how we come into relationship with God in the first place. The faith, trust, you know, and confession in Jesus Christ, our Lord. But it doesn't stop there. The life of a Christian is also one of continual confession. Not to have Jesus crucified over and over again, but to appropriate that over again through the practice of confessing our sins. Jesus, I sin deliberately and accidentally in my sleep like I, I need your sa- your saving work on the cross on my behalf I'm confessing that like I need to have fellowship with you and I've walked away from you know whatever it is in my life from your lordship over and now I need to confess that so you, I'm already in relationship with you I don't need to continue to become a Christian every day when I sin it's just a fellowship thing so this verse 9 I think is applicable to people who are not Christians becoming Christians and then the life of a Christian fellowship is not automatic. And 
you know, your confessional beliefs, you say that, won't match up to what you actually do on a day-to-day basis. We're not perfect this side of eternity. So you got to confess that. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The confession, the repentance part of that, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We confess our ineptitude in, in walking a perfect life this side of heaven. And so if that's encouraging you today, uh, it's going to continue to unfold. John's talking about a bunch of different things, but what we do matters. Yes, you're going to mess up, but the biggest thing is how you respond to that. Verse 9, we got to confess. It's not automatic having a good relationship with somebody. It never is. you got to put forth effort. And when I say effort, I mean like not working for your salvation, but you care about it like by saying, God, I messed up. I, I confess. I'm a sinner. I, I do sin. I continue to sin. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me on the cross. It's not automatic, but you got to appropriate it or apply it. And so hope that's encouraging you today. Wherever you're at, confess your sins. Jesus is faithful. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode.